Hey there, welcome to my... Oh, that sucked. Do it yeah. again. Oh my Do it again. What? How did it suck? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do high that. High energy. That was high energy. That was as high energy That was high energy. high energy. So I'm just supposed to say everything in a really high-pitched voice? Be more natural like you're talking to us. Right, go for it. But I'm not talking to you. Well, pretend like you are. Go for it. Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage. My name is Kat, and with us today we have Douglas. Nope. Lucas. Liza. Hi. James. Pizza. And Mason. Hey. Is that Good it? job. Are you done? Thanks for bringing <laughs> us in. <laughs> Way to segue. <laughs> Thank you, Kat. This is, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you were on a on a roll. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> that was a very small roll. It's, it's, it's another like fun weekend of too much fun, and we are just plain exhausted, tired. So let's recap. What did we do yesterday, Doug? It was my uh, 30- <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I got some friends and went to Great America, which is only like 45 minutes away, and spent about 10 or 11 it's hours there. Theme park. Theme park. They have a water park too. So that was fun. Had in and out afterwards, went home uh, at about 12.30 uh, in the morning, and got up at 6 o'clock to. Get ready to go to Bikes on the Bay in Capitola. I first want to recap though on yesterday. I, I love that you can take you can take a biker to the water park, <laughs> but you can't get the biker out of their black clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love Keith and Adrian and all oh, their black and their boots yeah. hanging out of the water park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Sorry, I don't want to get my leathers wet. Joke. <laughs> No, it was fun. Doug made me do like roller coasters and stuff. Oh yeah, I made you kicking and screaming the whole time. No, told me I had to. Meow. (laughs) I I love though that everyone, uh, they all drove together, and I, "Ah, I'll go after. I'll ride my bike up. I got to ride, and. I managed to ask, because you have to pay for parking. I called ahead. Do you have to pay the same price for parking as a car? Which I think is bullshit. They said, yeah. Fine. I get there and I asked a dude as I'm being sent way to the back corner because I got there late. Like, is there a place for motorcycles to park? And he waves me through some barrier. And I go all the way up to the front, very front entrance, like 30 feet it's from like, the entrance. It's before and it had, like, the handicapped before parking. Before the handicapped parking, they had like eight <laughs> motorcycle parking spaces right dude. in front of the, the door. I was awesome. like, this is awesome. Was I'm it like, the same price? Yes. Oh. But, dude, I would pay for that. Yeah. But I might go there more often That's now that like I know you could just parking. ride right to the front. It was awesome. So we did the Bikes on the Bay bike show today. And, yeah, Doug is the trooper who showed up after his birthday day and Yeah, it night. sucked. <laughs> Got here. <laughs> But, but I'm only thirty, on. so it was okay. I know I'm not. I'm not as old as Liza yet. So <laughs> I'm forty. <laughs> <laughs> um, we weren't expecting much. It's a local vintage bike show, and we go every year just to be in the swap meet and hang out, talk to people, and uh, we bring out some of the junk we've taken off of bikes and. Um, things that people have donated that we're not able to give to a lot of the the kids here because it's like too big or not safe enough for you guys, you know? Like, uh, yeah, summer riding gloves and stuff like that. Summer riding gloves with 
manufactured holes and worn holes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, exactly. It's good for, uh, you know, driving a car. So we get a spot in the swap meet and we go hang out and try and sell our swag. And man, this year was the best year ever. As far as selling stuff, yeah. We sold so much stuff. I mean, just old parts to stuff we've had. Um, things I bought that I never used. I sold those shocks I bought that were too tall. I sold that unused cafe seat. Did you get your money back on those shocks at least? No. No. I lost like 20 bucks on each thing, but it's yeah. not bad at all. Uh, you know, on the fiberglass cafe seat I didn't yeah. use. Um, and for people who had donated stuff to us, like we had a lot of jackets that were like double and triple XL, which was really cool. We just didn't have enough large people here to use them. Right. So we were selling stuff for like five dollars and ten dollars and two dollars, you know. There used to be big dudes walking by and lies would be like, Hey you, hey you, you fit a forty two, get your ass over here. We got pants for ten dollars. It actually worked too. You cannot walk away from this deal. That one guy did that. He was like you were like, No, that's that's a great jacket, ten bucks. And I was like, like what? Oh, Man, not I'll my buy style. For 10 bucks. <laughs> so for people who have donated stuff, we really appreciate that. And we told people what we do. This is a co-op garage, and people have donated this stuff, and we're not trying to make a big profit off of it. We're just trying to get it back out into the world, so someone can, to, you know, for someone who can use it, and just trying to kind of recoup the expenses to be there. And it did. It it paid for our booth, so that was really cool. And uh, let's see, we met a lot of cool people. Why? Why is this silent <laughs> signal hand signals and laughing? I was saying, I was asking if that was knock that just pulled yeah. up, and uh, he didn't get he didn't it. Pull up. It was just some guy who rode by. Oh, really yeah, I hear an Maybe I'm just like, hypersensitive to yeah, motorcycle sounds idling. today. I don't know why. I don't know either. See, I feel what like else? I hear an engine idling outside. Yeah, it wasn't some guy in the parking lot. He just drove by the police. It's station. sad you guys it's can't the tell guy. the difference between a weed eater. And a motorcycle. <laughs> no, a motorcycle. It's did the yard go guy by. next door. No, I went outside and a motorcycle. Who weed eats at twilight? Right now. So let's see. So Douglas, <laughs> should we talk about what we didn't buy? Uh, yeah. Well, so which that was just that was a triumph. Douglas and I came home without buying anything. I didn't buy a thing. Yes. I bought I bought is, Barkbusters for Megan's. Oh, you did. Oh. Well, for her dirt wasn't for me. Okay. Doesn't count. But I got the guy's card. So okay. anyway, back to subject. Um we were just hanging out in our in our booth and we look across the booth or across the street to the other booth. And uh it's a guy's got two dirt bikes in the back of his truck which were uh two different year uh XL600s. That was chasing an electrical ghost, and for a while, uh, after he got it back from uh, a mechanic, yeah, right, it was so. working fine until he brought it in. Then, then they messed it up somehow. Yeah. So he bought a parts bike for it and could not figure it out. So he he wanted to move it, but we, we not, nobody ever actually threw any numbers at each other. So we don't know if he was in like the eleven hundred dollar range, but we were in like the two hundred dollar range. So. But we didn't actually say it. So. And this was a huge achievement for Douglas and I to walk away because neither of us are known for our <laughs> our discipline, our discipline <laughs> and whims, whim purchases of bikes we don't need. Right. And uh, especially when we have some cash to play with because we sold shit all day. <laughs> I know. I'll give Douglas the credit here because I, yeah. I didn't buy one exhaust pipe today. Yeah, that was very good. Um, I really wanted to. I, you made the good point that 
If it's a 650, it's too big for any of the newbies to be taking dirt bike riding. And it is a street legal bike, but none of us need another street bike. Right. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It would have been a good... We were finding things that were good projects or deals for other people. Yeah. But... I mean, at, at two or $300, it may have been a good deal. He had, this, he had the parts bike and a spare engine. So... It could have been the right pl- the price, depending on what was wrong with it. But I mean, in the long run, we we don't need it here. And what were we really going to do with it? And then uh, for Lucas, we spotted that CBR F three for eight hundred dollars. Had no body work on it. Somebody farted. It had a new tank. Was that, was that you? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know means yes. <laughs> Since he's the only one sitting. Oh man! Dealt it. Dealt it. Dealt. <sighs> <laughs> there was also a VF500. I got 500 no problem too. owning up to it if it was me. The VF500. No, it wasn't a VF. VFR. Was it a VFR? It I thought it was a VF. VFR800, right? It was yeah. a 500. Uh, there was one for 500 bucks. And that was, that was the one. It. Yeah. A VFR500 for $500 bucks it was, was very hard to pass up on. Oh, the fart just got to me. Hold on. <laughs> Damn it, Lucas! It really did. Oh my god! The fan. Get put the fan on just for just for like thirty seconds. Well, it's your fault. Oh, you wafted man. it towards us, Doug. <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to breathe. We're volleying here. a fart back and forth. Well, this is just not right. Turn the fan on. Hold on. Just no, one click for, thir- for ten seconds. Oh, I don't know. Geez. Oh, now, put, oh, now so now so make it Mason. Oh my Better not. <laughs> oh my god. Funny experience. Oh man. The same part. <laughs> now it's just sad over here. <laughs> I blame Bosley. Oh god. Lucas, stick a cork in it. Yeah, or go get rid of it. One of the two. <laughs> oh my gosh. So let's see. What else did we see that we didn't buy? There um, was, oh, I'm I'm now now that we're dirt biking, I've well, now was, become aware of vintage dirt bikes that I always ignored before. Because like, what's the point? It's not like you're gonna go and ride it in the dirt, and you can't ride it on the street either. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, you can get a crappy vintage dirt bike, but um, I have one. <laughs> yeah, you have one, and it was a lot of fun until the head gasket blew. But um, that's another story. But uh, you, you can. But the ones that are around that you see are in really nice condition. You don't want to f- mess them up. And here's my fear on that is that we don't know enough about these bikes to know which are the ones that are hard to get parts and which right, ones aren't. Right, right, right. It's like you're starting all over again. <sighs> but, but, yeah. The the one big reason it was easy to not buy anything today was because everything was not swap meet prices. Oh, my gosh. Did you guys... Because you guys were here at the swap meet. Mm-hmm. So we're selling stuff like dollar, two dollars. Two dollars here for cheap, five dollar gloves, ten dollar pants. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Cheap, get rid of it. Like we had two dollar halfy helmets. Free magazines. And, and just old helmets, two bucks. D- three boosts down, ninety dollars calling it vintage helmets. Ninety dollars. Yeah. Vintage huh. helmets. I bet that guy yeah. didn't think. There's dudes selling gas tanks for nine hundred dollars, Harley parts, three, four hundred dollars a piece, you know, it's just like Swap meet is uh, come unload your shit, but apparently it's 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 become uh, vendors in disguise. I'd like to sell a, a ninety dollar vintage helmet to a bike hipster. That'd be pretty. Well, cool. yeah. we sold all of ours. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about anyone. We've sold else. like four helmets today. 
Yeah. What was it three, three or four? <clears throat> yeah, we know. sold a bunch and of helmets. Uh, all of that triple X stuff is gone. All of it. And a lot of people came through and got our uh, recycle yeah. garage T-shirts, which was really cool. People that knew us and that did not know us, they were like, I, I don't care about what you guys do. Just give me the shirt. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, it says Santa Cruz on it. That's the What I thought appeal. was funny is we're like, well, let's go this time and really kind of promote the podcast. Mm-hmm. When you go to a vintage bike show, the average age was 60. Yeah. There were dudes in like wheelchairs and walkers. The Segway. I saw that, yeah. I know, right? Segway. So yeah. average age like 60. Segway. Yeah, there was a Segway there. <laughs> Most of them did like, not know You should know get what that chromed out, man. <laughs> Most of them were, were like, what is a podcast? What, what time is this year radio show on? <laughs> <laughs> Don't they need an internet box? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But it, it was fun. So yeah, It's always fun. I think this is my fourth year going. It, it's always fun. I look forward to it. Let's see. There were really cool bikes. Those CBXs were. Yes. Yeah, it's the same bikes every year. <laughs> I missed those. I didn't see. There's those. some CBX. new yeah, ones. Some CBX. come and go, but the, the yeah, generally it's the same bikes. They, they, like, they go away for a year and then they come out. Chromed in out. June. Trail seventies. Which, all right, we need to hide. So okay, we take one of our trail seventies every year, so we have something just to shuttle around on. So we have a mini bike. Mm-hmm. Every old crony had to come into our booth, like, how much for the Trail 70? <laughs> and so then we're like, it, it was pulling them in though. And then you'd be like, hey, so, what size are you? <laughs> <laughs> it was the best bait ever. Yep. Um, so then we're like, $1,500. <laughs> no, or not for or sale. Or not for sale. What, whatever works for you. And uh, yeah, so it was fun to have, but man, it just baited them all in. It was. It worked yeah, real good. Baited. <laughs> oh, and did Tom ever come pick up his front end? Yes, he did. Okay, cool. Yeah, we had that Harley front end out there, and uh, that was like twenty one, twelve hundred dollars. It might have been worth it, but not when we were selling everything for like five dollars. <laughs> right. Exactly. That last dude, I'm like, hey, you come here. You look like you're a forty two pant. I got a pair of pants here. Five dollars. You can't pass it up. And he's like, I don't know. I don't think I need another pair. Well, let me make it a little bit like, for you. Pants and gloves. Six dollars. And he started shelling out like eleven dollars. You're like, no. Six dollars for everything. <laughs> and I gave him two pairs of pants and a pair of gloves for six dollars. I'm like, I'm gonna make sure you do not walk away empty handed. And I had him feeling good about his purchase. <laughs> and we were just glad just to get stuff out. I mean it fit him. You need this. Though I bet you half of that will get redonated back to us. Re- <laughs> go through like three people and then end it back here. <laughs> I bought it really cheap, but it's just too big. So, James, what did you see at the show? I saw four bikes fall over. What? Yeah. Um, I was walking to the tent, and all of a sudden I just hear, oh, shit. And then I start hearing crunch, crunch, crunch. <sighs> So the last thing I see is this Vespa that um, that just taps another bike but doesn't actually knock it over. So that was the end of the domino effect. I kind of <laughs> laughed at that. I was like, oh, Wait, oh were these of course like it would be a Vespa. show bikes? No, or? these were people's personal bikes. Oh, okay. This was in the motorcycle parking area. Oh. And I think it started with a green ninja. I don't know what, what size it was a ninja, green ninja was. <laughs> but I, was I saw a, a green ninja, yeah. It was a six, I think it was a 600? It might have been a 600. I don't really know. I didn't yeah. get a good look at it. But I saw a what looked like 
in what I thought was a Triumph, oh. uh, an 09 Triumph something, uh, also be part of that. It fell over. Damn. That sucks. I, I heard yeah. it was and a, a dual sport. Was it a, ti- a Tiger 800, I think it was? It might have been. And there was a, there was there was a, a dual sport, Tiger too. Tiger 800 over there. There was a dual sport that went down as well. Jeez. So ah, someone geez. messed up. <laughs> yeah. Ah, and uh, probably has to pay a lot of money. I heard it was a Sears and Probably. <laughs> no comment. No comment. I want to keep my job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> So what other things did you see that you enjoyed? Well, I saw some CBXs, which were really cool. I've never seen a CBX in person. Actually, hold now. on. Let me stop you there real quick. I'm gonna, we'll segue back into this. What I wanted to do is um, share real quick an email that came in that pertains to what he's talking about. So this is from David Dyer, who sent us a really cool long email about his history with bikes. But it starts out that he says, uh, thanks for your energy-filled podcast and all the things we're doing at the Recycle Garage. Um, One of the things he appreciates about our podcast is our discussions about issues that pertain to all riders, young and old. Uh, He's 65, but feels more like the average age of our band of misfits, which... We're all we we're really, all between twenty and forty. Now we go teen and fifty. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but he says he's blown away that the bikes he grew up with are often unknown relics <clears throat> to our crew. But it's amazing for him to hear about the motorcycle experiences of all these young people. So he appreciates that these old bikes are being enjoyed. Passed so down. They are being enjoyed. Take that it is. away. What'd you see that you liked? Um. The CBXs were really cool. I've never seen one. Uh, six pipes into one is just really awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Honda's like, how can we make this really hard to work on and really hard to tune? Yeah, they all come in at different angles. I know. So. I see nothing's <laughs> changed since then. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of other cool bikes. Um, there is a, it was an, I think it was like a 1926 Indian that sounded really cool. I, I was, I was standing right by the, uh, it was the Which Bike Sounds the Best contest. Uh, and I got to listen to all of them. And there's the one guy. Didn't they have the, like a leaf blower and a weed whacker up there? Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. what it sounded like. From there is also we a, a JCPenney moped. Um, that was <laughs> that was a pooch, uh, yeah, it was. pooch something. Yeah. Little 49cc thing. Yeah, a guy had it on, on the center Yeah, stand. we saw him rolling around before the whole show at like 8 cool. o'clock this morning. Um, there was a Cafe CB550 which sounded really, really nice. And hopefully one day my CB550 will sound similar um, once I get it up and running again. Oh yeah, you're torn now because you saw inspiration for your bike. You saw beautiful stock CB550 and you saw a custom CB550. Right. Um, I actually talked with the owner of the the custom. It's kind of like a half cafe because he didn't really cafe it completely. He left a lot of it stock but you know he had the the lower handlebars he took off the gauges um and had a cafe seat as well as um what else i think he had well he put on it was a really nice paint job yeah it was a really really nice paint job it has a very small rear cowl yeah and he had for the foot pegs he replaced the foot pegs with um with rear these sets. little uh aluminum led lights 
you know, like the kind of light that you would buy at your, you know, your supermarket that li- or, or like a... You a buy sp- lights at your supermarket? <laughs> or, you know, like Walmart like or something. Like you might buy at Sears. Little, little LED <laughs> uh, aluminum cased uh, right. flashlight. Well, he, he took out the LED and the battery and just shoved them on the pegs and drilled some holes and mounted them on the pegs and they actually look really good. It's hmm. his uh, name Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mason, what did you see that you liked? Um, there was a really cool... Uh, it was like an early 70s uh, Kawasaki triple 750, mm. but it was cafe as well, and it had a fairing, like a full race fairing. The guy wanted like 13 grand for it, I think, but it was great. It was bright green. It, you, I'm sure you saw it. Uh, they had like half a dozen triples there. That right. was great. Um, there was a... I think it was like a like a 1970 or 71 or something. Anyway, it was a, a bright yellow Norton Commando 750. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That was really cool. Yeah. It looked a lot like the one that I saw in a, a recent issue of Cafe Racer. And I thought, hey, like maybe it's that bike, but I don't know. I don't know where they keep those. That yeah. was cool. I really like that Africa twin that, that was, was pretty awesome. cool oh, I know. that was really before. cool that was transalp has been moving up my list of have to have mm-hmm. and that yeah i want an africa twin i really like the double lights with the mm. the brush guards on them that was cool i know those bikes still look cool mm-hmm. forever cool so cat you got uh bought some stuff today you're probably the one who bought the most i did i bought a shoey helmet or sh- I don't know how to pronounce that. Showy. Showy? Okay. Got a showy helmet, and I got a... Mm. We call them jackets. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to remember the brand. I got a jacket. It's got these angry eyeballs all over Motor it. GP. Yeah. And it it fits. It's good. It's like a leather yeah. racing It's jacket. leather. It's got... I like it. The black some, and tan. Yeah. Does it have armor? It does. It has uh, elbows and back and shoulders. And you're just so. a tiny little thing, so the fact that it's really hard to find jackets that fit, especially because I'm I'm tiny, but I have awkward measurements. So, um, and I got both of those for two hundred bucks. So. Is it foam armor or is it like plastic impact armor? It's probably it's CE foam. Okay. foam plastic with foam. I have foam in the back. You just have like a foam back pad, I'm sure. Yeah, but I have like actual elbow and shoulder armor, mm-hmm. and it's stylish. Yeah, it fits, and it. You look good when you crash. I will. <laughs> I will look awesome. Which, by the way, Mason, I told Stan the story about how really? you crash and put on the gear underneath. We're all starting to really dawn on us, like, <laughs> wow, how amazing it was. So follow up on that, actually. Yeah. I talked to Stan today, and he wrote. Uh, the company who made that thing, who made that Olympia? Oh, yeah, they sent him enough money to buy a new armor suit. Wow! Who is Stan? I'm, I'm missing. He's something the here. guy who. Uh, that guy. He's the guy. He's that guy. <laughs> he's that guy. <laughs> he's the guy who crashed his BMW. Yeah, he's recently. from Rich's group. From Rich's group, he's a, a tall guy. And came in and did a report. If you oh. listen to the podcast, you <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. That's anyway, he he wrote them and said, "This is what." happened during my crash and I wasn't misusing the suit or anything so for your research this is what happened and they sent him money to, uh, to buy That's a new suit cool. so that was really cool of Olympia to do they sent him money to not sue them <laughs> <laughs> or that <laughs> yeah Ooh. 
we should uh, start doing that next time we're doing chariot racing. Just send pictures of our torn up gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about that now. No, I don't want to take advantage. <laughs> I would right. never do that. So anything else that you saw, Doug, that you wanted to share? Um, no, not really. They had some kind of demonstration done. Oh, it was the, it was the, it's the same guys every year. Look what I can do with my Harley. <laughs> <laughs> they have some cones set up and what they do is they basically, uh, throw their Harleys down left and right, really, really low to the ground and maneuver around some cones. But this year they had a BMW look like a supermoto or was it a KTM? I think it was a KTM. BMW doesn't make Supermanas. Pretty sure. Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah. Oh. Well, I got to look that up. Um, <laughs> but it was a very supermoto y looking bike, and he was doing it in front of the Harley, and which was not impressive, but the Harley following what it was doing was actually kind of impressive. Right. So they had a little demonstration to show what how maneuverable they can be at low speeds. Yeah, it's amazing. And that's where our tax dollars go. <laughs> so these police officers can... So I have a dueling Craigslist we're going to do today. The Craigslist porn pick, pick of the, of the week. week. Ba, 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 ba. So we are going to actually go to Anchorage, Alaska. Because we figure everything's thawed now. <laughs> and look at their Craigslist. And I found two deals for under 500 So I'm going to tell you all what they are. And then I'll let you vote on which one is the better of the two. Sure. Okay, so the first one in Wasilla for $500 is a GPZ 750, which for y'all it's an 80 sport bike. Mm-hmm. I thought you said it was a 550. It's the predecessor to the Ninja, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's between my old Kawasaki and the Ninja. So the ad <laughs> says it's a 84 Kawasaki GPZ 550. Now you just said it's a 550. I've said 750 each time. No, you didn't. You just said. You just just now you said 550, and before you said 550, Okay, too. I'm reading 750, so that's what my brain's saying. <laughs> I, it doesn't mean that's what you heard. <laughs> okay, it's 84 Kawasaki GPZ 750. 750, okay. I paid a shop to get it running for me. Didn't have the time or income at that point in time, so it sat for about seven years. <laughs> sat for several years before I got it. I've moved on to different projects since then. I have all parts that I received with it. Used to run, needs new tires, and a battery. If interested, email me. It ran before it left the showroom floor. So, (laughs) I want to point out one of the things you see a lot on Craigslist ads is it's kind of a cryptic message. Needs a battery. Well, no, no, no. Okay. I paid a shop to get it running for me, but he doesn't Mm. say when. He just says, didn't have the time or income at that point in time, so it sat for seven years. So, so after you, he, after you paid a shop, you didn't have enough yeah. money to write. A, Something's not right here. Something's not right. And then he says, sat for several years before I got it. Maybe, so is maybe this he, he means, left it at the shop? Maybe it's he means confusing. he paid them to get it started, but then he ran out of money, so they never got it started. This is what I'm saying. You get you this know? a lot on Craigslist ads, and we're using this as an example. If you really got to... Try and figure out what's going on here. Mm, pay attention to the wording. Pay attention to the wording and ask the right questions. Um, but, yeah, you're going to need new tires and a battery. But it's $500 for a GPZ 550 $750. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know what? Oh, because it's $500. That's why I keep getting thrown off. Uh, so GPZ Jeez. 750 for $500. Oh, 
But I also found, because I'm thinking, this is Alaska. So I found a 97 CR100 dirt bike. It's in Butte. I thought that was in Montana, but let's just go with it. It's also a Butte County in California. Okay. The mini so this is four hundred dollars for a ninety-seven CR one hundred dirt bike. Well, of course you would, Doug, but not everyone thinks so. Butts and of course, do. uh, don't start right now, but just needs one little part. This is the entire part? ad. It just needs. <laughs> what, what is the one little part? part? So yes, exactly. One little part. Which is why uh, I haven't gotten it. The frame. <laughs> When they say lit, when they throw in the little (laughs) gypsy tears, it probably needs one little part, like the frame. I I don't know. Yeah, but it just needs like an engine thing. It looks or or keys maybe. Like a complete maybe a transmission. Yeah, that's that's one thing, right? It's little, isn't it? It looks like a complete bike. It's a little one hundred, but I'm thinking for Alaska. That would be like an awesome bike to have for like skipping over. Can it outrun a bear? Yeah, one hundred. Bears run pretty yeah. fast, dude. Yeah. They also accelerate. Here's the thing. It only has to go faster than the 50cc bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Which one do y'all want? A $400 CR100 or a $500 GPZ 750? I'll take the GPZ. Yeah. I'll go the CR100 because... I mean, with old sport bikes, you have no idea what you're getting. You know, they're complicated, so it, there's a very high chance it would just be a piece of shit no matter what. No, there is a very good chance it's a piece of shit, but which one is the biggest piece of shit? Probably the... So the, I'm going to say Lucas the, the wins bike. this one because it's more practical in Alaska. Yeah. I was going to say this year. How but, many, but are we taking? Are we buying it in Alaska and moving to Alaska because we're buying this bike in Alaska? Or yeah, it's are a very hypothetical situation. Here? Okay. Well, if you were bringing it back here, you'd spend more money to bring as far it back as, here. As far as what well, you get for that money. Let's put it this way. Yeah, it, if I'm living in Alaska, I'm going to buy that dirt bike. However, if it was here in the States and I needed a race bike, I would probably go for the GPZ. So you're going to get a race bike that sat for like 10 years. No, I'm trying to use it as a, I'm trying to use it as a segue. No, what we would try to do is try to bundle them to, for about 700 for both of them. I'm trying to use it as a segue yeah. into our next That's segment, the best option. which is Lucas went to the racetrack. Yeah. So yeah. What, let's start with um, what bike did you take? What track did you go to? Just my, tell us the whole long-winded story. Yeah. I took my Jixer 750, Jixer. and I went to uh, Sonoma Raceway. <laughs> that was pretty good. It was a really, t- it's a really technical track with a lot of elevation changes and a lot of uh, really tight hairpins. So I thought that was pretty fun. That's Are you done? Good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so all right, were you, so you were doing a race school? Uh yeah, more or less. I Where mean, it's like 20 minutes in the classroom, 20 minutes out, or what? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, we had to share the track with. Uh, there were three different sessions. There was like the A and B group session, C group session, and then the car session. Uh, <laughs> so, what group were you in? I was in C group because I was a noob. Right. So, but I did not like C group at all. That was really awkward because in C group. We were this. I mean, this is like a noob track day, right? So, I was dealing with people who had like no idea what a line was, 
and it scared the crap out of me because hella times I tried to make a pass and then they just do something crazy and unpredictable and then I just get scared, <laughs> you know, crazy stuff like that. It happened many, many times. So it was a little bit difficult having to deal with all the other people and all the traffic, but it was still fun. I I was in the C group too um, at, at a previous time and I was kind of shocked at some of the stupid questions. I mean, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to say like people are idiots, but I'm saying, I don't know. The the people are asking questions that maybe you should take an instructor aside and ask. Like, you don't have to take up the whole classroom. (laughs) How many people said like, um, what gear do I need to be in? It's like, well, every bike is different. Like, you need to figure that. out. You need to be in the gear where you're in the power band. That's what it is. Yeah, you need to learn know your bike. Your bike will tell you, I think. Or you know, just people were just asking like. Should, you know, should I use both of my brakes? Or it's like, I mean, you have to have a relationship with your bike. If you're at the point you're taking a bike on the track, I think you need to kind of know your bike well enough to to know because it's going to be different for every rider and every bike. How much braking? How much? What gear to be in? Someone asked um, if they should be using the back brake, and I kind of was like, <laughs> "Are you serious?" Because the track is nothing but like really tight right handers. And if I tried to do that, I would just be scraping my boot on the ground all the time, and you, I wouldn't but, even be able but, to turn. But you did scrape your boot on the ground today, didn't you? I scraped my boot on the ground a lot, actually. Because, <laughs> you know, this is the unfortunate problem with buying the Gixxer is that it's a great bike because it's 750. It's like a 600 with a more powerful engine, more torque, you know. Um, so that's kind of why I wanted it. The only problem is that it's not really like race replica status. It's more like squid status. So the seat is a little <laughs> bit lower. The handlebars, the clip-on's a little bit higher. The rear sets are really freaking low. And that's what I hated because I kept scraping my feet on the ground every single turn because the rear sets were way too low to the ground. So, all right. Let's pretend that there's people you're talking to in the room who've never been to a track day and don't really know what it's like. So, you want to explain them? Like, what what were some of the other bikes people were riding? People were riding all sorts of stuff. Like, um, you know, you saw your just typical people with the track bikes, and then you also saw some dudes with like really nice sport bikes and some other Jixers and ninjas. Mostly like middleweight sport bikes, I think was the uh, most common. But a uh, guy in the noob group was riding uh, FC09. Another yeah, guy was wow. riding like some old guy bike because he was an old guy. <laughs> Define old guy bike. Like please. some BMW thingy. Like was one of the old, like an old guy oh bike. You know what I'm talking about. Like you see a dude Taking on that bike and you're like, that guy's old. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's he's wearing his aero stitch and he's got the neon vest on and yes. you're like, that's an old guy bike. One of those. <laughs> <laughs> was it a GS? I couldn't tell. I only saw it from behind and then. <laughs> so he was saying in front of you. What? So he was in front of you. No, I only saw it for three seconds until I passed it like oh, twenty okay. times. <laughs> um, but, I, I know when I did it, there was like there was a dude on a BMW full fairing touring bike passing us all the time. It, some of those BMW dudes can ride like. So you, so yeah, you can get motard sport bikes, touring bikes. There anything nobody, anyone wants to take. Nobody was on a supermoto. What about a Harley? See, here's well. there were a couple dudes who brought these crazy like custom chopper things, and I wanted to see them on the track. <laughs> I want to see them do that shit. That would have been fun. 
But no, they were just interested in being really loud and obnoxious. <laughs> so what what did you learn that you didn't know before? Um, I worked on my body positioning a lot. I think that's definitely my weakest area, just because I kind of am so used to riding on the street. You know, it's not really imperative that you have good body positioning on the street. And that's why I see a lot of people riding really crossed up. It's because, like, the penalties for riding like that in the street are pretty minimal. But when you're on the track, everything gets exacerbated. So, you know, like, if you have bad body positioning, that can make you crash. So it's really important you do everything properly. And so I I learned, um, my friend Kanye described it to me this way, point your shoulders to the inside of the turn, and then your outside arm, you want to have your elbow pointing, like, up like that and then reach your arm across the tank and that's going to give you the good upper body positioning so you don't ride crossed up Hmm. Um, i wasn't pointing my shoulders enough so my head was not far enough out so so and uh did you crash yeah (laughs) i did crash i wasn't the only person who crashed thankfully what Uh, happened uh it was like a combination of four things it's never just one thing right it's always multiple things which which turn was it in 3a so, so everyone's like don't crash on turn two like a noob and i didn't crash on turn two i crashed three, on turn 3a before <laughs> turn four yeah so three is just that N- no not turn three turn 3a what's 3a turn two is the first uh right hander yeah. Come in off of the agenda left which is turn one and yeah. there's the right hander which is uphill <clears throat> and off camber Uh, which a lot of people crash on. So that's turn two. Turn three is the left after that, which is like in a dip. And turn 3A is the one where you can't see over the top. And so it's It's really hard to get it right. Yeah, because if you you, uh, don't like visualize the other side of the hill, you can either run off the track or just have your line be way crappy. All right, so for you guys who've never been on a racetrack, first time I did this, this track, it was blowing my mind because we're used to riding on the street where you have you can see where you're going. You have good mm-hmm. sight lines. There are turns that are like downhill and sharp right where you can't see where you're going. And you trust that there isn't a dead biker lying in the road. Mm-hmm. And you just go in and just slam the bike down in. And you just, at first, you have this whole like hesitation and like, ah, I don't feel comfortable not seeing. But then once you do done it a bunch of times you kind of visualize you 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 kind of know what's coming a little bit yeah but it but there are turns that you were going into that you can't see yeah or like you were saying the one he crashed on it goes it's like an uphill and then a little downhill it's Mm -hmm. over a crest and like you know it's a turn so you can't see where the end of the turn is so you you know in order to go fast you kind of uh oh cat fight I'll get the cat calmer. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas so, is going outside with a spray bottle. So you kind of have to um, just have faith and know where you're going. And I was really proud of myself. Damn it. Oh, Freaking, no. it's Hold a on. zoo in the here. The cats are going wild. <laughs> There's a cat fight outside, and Josie the cat is running for cover, and Bosley's freaking out. Sorry about yeah. all the ruckus. Right. Um, ruining my story. Gosh. Gosh. Anyway, uh, the reason I crashed was like four different things that I can identify, possibly more. Um, one was that I was running for the first time a single compound race tire. Oh, yeah. How, how'd that work out? Oh, it worked great, except now it's, like, all worn down on the right side. (laughs) But um, 
that was it's DOT legal, but it's still single compound, super soft. So I was using that. Yeah, um, I've seen uh, I've seen takeoffs on Craigslist where they actually say they flip them every other track day. Or yeah, maybe like that's halfway what they through the track me. day, just so oh. that it gets even wear. Well, they're like, okay, now you just need to go to Laguna because it's like all left hands. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it was I was using race tires and I wasn't familiar with the heat cycles on them, and they heat up very slowly. And so now I see why people spend five hundred bucks to get tire warmers because it took about two, maybe two and a half laps for them to actually become competently sticky. And also it was my fault. I think I didn't depressurize them enough. Um, maybe the f- pressure gauge I was using was wrong, but I probably should have depressurized them because they're a bigger tire. They're 190-60, so there's more volume in there, so you got to depressurize them more because, you know, they heat well, up. Vol- volume doesn't necessarily mean uh, it doesn't coincide with with air pressure well i know but they heat up differently because they're race tires so you have to depressurize them because they go up more when they heat up gotcha like, in terms of and psi what were you more. what were you uh running i was running like uh i think like 29 or 30 in the front and like 28 cold in the rear yeah so you're but saying that you should have gone down cold. to like 26 or i should so. have gone down to like 24 or 22 and then in the what, rear, are, what are they pumped up to like 26 28 okay when it was hot so you want them really pretty low then. yeah you want it like they said you got to take them down a lot more and i don't think i took them down enough and uh so there was that the other thing and they were cold because i didn't i was on the second lap so yeah, I figured it was like you're still warming up. Yeah, too. I thought they were warm enough because I just took you know a couple hard turns and I thought okay they're probably warm enough, but I guess I was wrong. Uh-huh. So there was that. The third thing is that I don't think my suspension was adjusted well. I think I really should have pumped up my rear rebound a lot more. But this was the first time I actually felt the rear tire slide out. Like if it, if I had slid and recovered, I'd be like, okay, I need to adjust my rear rebound, but I didn't know that. And the thing about this one turn is that it's like a really, really violent elevation change. It's almost like a point and it's to the right. So as soon as you come over the crest of this hill, you know, you're going to decompress your suspension. And if you have a rebound that's too slow, it's not going to push the wheel down into, um, the kind of sudden loftiness that it's gotten and Mm -hmm. that can make you lose traction so i think my rebound wasn't adjusted properly and the last thing that did it it's all these things together (laughs) if it was just three of them i wouldn't have crashed but it was also because i was taking a good line guy in front of me um i think he apexed like two he started apexing too early was it a prius (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he might have driven one there He's, he he started apexing uh too early but then he's like so he's like oh i'm apexing too early so he like hit the brakes and then just slowed down to get him back on the proper line and i was like shit so i just closed the throttle and then as soon as he got out of the way i opened the throttle to make a pass you whacked um, it. That's what happened. Yeah, it was because I chopped the throttle a bit. And, you know, I was riding in second gear. I probably should have been in first, and my Jigs was really notchy. First gear? Yeah. Really? Well, he was the, going, he slowed down that much. Like, I was going... So you wanted more torque. No, it wasn't... I thought you were saying that you, you whacked the throttle open, and, and it spun out because you applied too much throttle if well, you were in first not, how, it's not how because that... i it's not because of the torque it's because of the, it, it wasn't smooth it's like violent yeah 
it wasn't smooth mm-hmm. enough and to compound it you know i have problems with the jixers it's got like if you are in the low rpms and you turn the throttle even a little bit it kind of just goes like clunk you know it's really violent so that kind of didn't help either but it was all those things put together you know if i had just not <laughs> fucked up one of those i wouldn't have crashed but so, so what happened to it did you have like race fairings or something or no i it- had just my street fairings um I was fortunate enough to have some really good frame sliders because when it hit the outside, I was worried it was going to hit a curb and flip, Mm -hmm. but they were like the teardrop shaped ones, they're LSL Mm -hmm. frame sliders. So they actually, as the bike was spinning, because the rear end came out, Mm -hmm. so it kind of just spun in front of me, you know, it just stayed in that position and uh, the frame was fine. Everything was fine. It's all cosmetic damage except for my right clip on, which broke. Um, So was your day done? Well, I thought it was and I was pissed because I'm like, shit, not only did I take my bike out here and crashed, I crashed on like the second session out of like six. So that was really depressing. But Jeremy, who's uh, shouldn't have on barf, really awesome dude. He put the whole thing together. Um, He was like, hang on, I think I can fix it. He had a spare clip on and then he rigged it up so that um, he just put my uh, throttle and grip and everything on that clip on and that was good to go (laughs) to adjust it. And then we re-teched it. It do duct tape the fairies <laughs> and, and, and whatever it takes. Dude. The tech guy was like, like, kind of looking skeptically at us, like, hmm. <laughs> but you know, he was he was like, well, everything looks intact and it rides fine. I just rode it around a little bit, and he's like, all right, well, I guess you're good to go. So I was like, sweet, and I got to go back out, and um, that was good because I got a lot more practice in. I think by the end of the day, I improved a lot from uh, the beginning. So it was definitely awesome. I'm not that pissed that I got to crash or that I crashed because I still got to do most of the track day. How did your gear survive? Your oh, dude. gear that you're afraid to get wet. It's like perfect. <laughs> yeah, the um, he doesn't weigh anything, so it wasn't because I didn't weigh anything. It's because I was like I only fell like one inch onto the ground and then slid like ten feet. <laughs> So it was not a very high speed crash. It was only like forty five or fifty. You got like no bruises or nothing to show for it. No, I'm totally fine. He's got a hole in his t shirt. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. I have a hole. He doesn't do laundry. That's why he's (laughs) wearing it because that was yesterday. I have a hole in my shirt, and I don't know how it got there because it was tucked into my pants. So from farting. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's in the front of my shirt. So what's your future plans for my Jixer? No, for racing. Oh, because um, this was kind of you wanted to think you're get into racing, right? This was your. I didn't. I was intro? really on the fence. Like I had no real interest, and I was kind of pretty ambivalent. And uh, my friend Connie, you know, I went on a street ride with her. She was like, "Dude, you got to start riding." on the track and I'm like why and she's like because you ride too fast for the street you gotta ride on the track (laughs) so she kind of persuaded me into doing it and then I won a contest on barf for noobs where if you entered it you know like four or five or six people got free track days oh I didn't realize that's how you got it it was free and that's why I went (laughs) because it was free (laughs) did you have to do like a monkey dance or something no it it was just a drawing you know Jeremy put the whole thing together what did you draw um, no, I mean, it was a like drawing. Like Snoopy? I, oh. <laughs> uh, but it's just too like, easy. With she, she's just like, you ride too fast the street, but you have a lot of talent, so you should be going to the track and trying to hone it there. So, so was like, what okay. is the one thing that you're going to walk away from with all this? Like, what, what, How are you going to apply this to your street is what I'm asking. 
street writing's freaking boring now. It's gonna it slow sucks. you down. I mean, how are you down, going to apply racing to your street riding? Is what, I, what I'm trying to um, get from you. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> because that would mean I would be going faster, and I don't want to go faster on the street. So, so you're going to tone it down on the street and yeah. wait for the track. Okay. Well, see, the thing is, once you go on the track and you go like completely balls out, everything else just becomes equally pedestrian, you know. So I mean, <laughs> so I'm like, I had been riding on the street for a couple years, and. I've never gone that fast ever. I've never gone. What was flat your out. top speed on the track? I don't know. They tape over your speedometer, so you know, look at it. Mm. Yeah, pretty clever. They right? didn't tape over mine. Well, <laughs> I hit um, like ten thousand RPMs in third gear on the front straight, so that's like a at least a hundred and twenty or like a hundred and thirty. So it's pretty fast. I know, like on that straightaway after the carousel, I know I got up to like. 110 and then it becomes a, a a game of chicken with yourself of like yeah, how long how, you how can long hold are you going to wait before, before you, you start have to shift to down to second for that <laughs> hairpin turn Oh I did that in first You did that in first Well see the thing is like it's an I4 you know there's no power and right. you're only taking that turn going like 35 45 miles an hour so it's pretty slow did, So you made it every time you didn't have to do the runoff cuz I kept holding no, it no, longer no. and longer until I couldn't make it and I had to take the runoff Well see the thing was I kept doing that and then I got more and more bold and I would just ended up trail breaking a lot more into that turn and by the end I would trail break all the way up into the apex which was really awesome because you know I was in C group and hella people just blew that turn in every way you could imagine going in too early too late Guys were like ten feet away from the apex, driving real slow, and you could just dip right past them. That was probably my favorite turn, turn nine, because it's a double apex, and there's just so many opportunities to totally swoop on people in the turn. You know, the one I could just never get figured out was the chicane. See, that's oh. what's interesting, because I see people never get that figured out. who have a great because you, entry. You think you have it, and the, by the second turn, you're like a little off, and by then by the third turn, you're more off. And it's like, ugh. You probably are just steering too lazy or something. Yeah, that's but, me. Um, hella people would go through the chicane and they'd have a great entry on the first one. And then the second one, they just slow down randomly. And I'm afraid to go past them on the outside because they're probably going to just speed up and move on the outside, you know. So that's what was hard about C Group. It's like they're not predictable. You can't make a clean pass because they're all over the freaking place. So when are you going again? Uh, I don't know when I can afford it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's too bad. Yeah, It'll be a while. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm going to probably buy a track bike at some point in the future, but for now I have to focus on fixing my Jixer. So. You are a sick Jixer rider. Sick Jixer rider. I, so what do you mean fi fix it? You just have the clip-on, right? Well, if I want to make it functional, I just need a clip-on and then the uh, right side rear fairing it's like in three segments so there's like a right side fender so i mean are you gonna take tail. it back on the track again um probably then why fix it well <laughs> because point. at some point i'm gonna have a track bike and then i want be to look seen nice. so wait, out on the wait till you get a track bike then fix the fairings i gotta get new frame sliders too why i gotta just take your cbr uh, i'm gonna sell it Oh yeah, but one thing I do definitely want is a Motion Pro throttle because having the full uh, half turn on the stock throttle was terrible. Because I would come onto that front street and I'd turn it like as far as my wrist would go, and then it's like not far enough, so <laughs> keep like you know grab it again. I'd have to come holding the clutch and then move my hand and then turn it all the way. So I want to get you and your little baby hands. <laughs> it's not baby hands. <laughs> my hands are big. I don't have baby hands, you guys. 
whatever. <laughs> but I, I want to get like a quarter turn throttle or something by Motion Pro because um, that would make it a lot easier on the track. And um, yeah, just like fix the fairings, get a new exhaust pipe. I, I rashed up pretty bad, but I kind of just hate it. So and now you have now you have a really good reason just to get rid of it, huh? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so the next question is. Oh, and rear sets. I got to get some rear sets. I want to get the. Um, this guy's got some Sato Racing rear sets I want, and I definitely could have used them, but I'm glad I didn't have them because then I would have just broken them when I crashed. So. <laughs> the next question is for Douglas. What? When are you gonna go on the track? I don't know. Yeah, Doug. <laughs> Yeah, Doug. I don't. I don't want my street riding just to become a, a, a way to get from point A to point B. And from what he's saying, as soon as you hit the track and go back on the street, it's like, what's the point of even riding recreationally on the street? Yeah, it, it's like I don't even, want it to. I mean, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is uh, I don't know because. What if you just race you. like small? <laughs> that's why <laughs> you're scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you should do it. It's yeah, a, you should. It's sure, a I will. Really someday, good experience. Yeah. Everyone should do it, and you know what? You want to buy me a track day? It's my birthday yesterday. <laughs> I did a roller coaster for exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah, they're not cheap, and nobody wins contests. Not everybody wins contests, so you can find some good cheap. Like some people will sell their unused track days for really cheap. You can just go on bar and be like, "Who it. has unused track days?" Yeah, it sounds like fun. I mean, I have a track suit, and I have several bikes that'll do it. So. Do it on Zeus. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'd probably take the ninja out there. The EX five hundred. Oh no, no. you're you're ninja. my ninja. Yeah, seven fifty. No, you're gonna blow every sound limit though. I don't think you can take that bike out there. There's no way. There's actually a sound limit. Oh yeah, there's oh, a sound no, limit. Dude. I mean, my bike. There's no way loud, that but. that ninja that ninja's fucking loud, but there's no way it's louder than any of the, some of those race bikes. I had my Ducati out there, and it was. Hella loud. It I'm was all. It was totally sad. <laughs> they sick, keep lowering the noise loud, limit every yo. year. But what I was saying is that I think that instead of um, having like, <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, I'll reveal it. Uh, just thinking of a joke I heard in third grade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, it was hella funny. What I was thinking is that like, <laughs> I think now if you get. Um, I think if you like get a ticket instead of traffic school, you should be able to do a track day. Because it will make you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious Back though. It, it will slow you down if they say like, okay, we can either do traffic school or you can do a track day, and That's then we'll like half the work. fine. That would be awesome because it'd make everyone become sure. a better rider. I think, and I think slow next down. time I get a speeding ticket in my car, I should be able to go to the drag races. Yeah. <laughs> I just said it makes you a better rider, and it makes you want to slow down. It does. So I think that would be a lot better. It'd make people more responsible. Yeah, but then who's going to supply the spare parts market? Oh, that would be... Well, I think, you know, there'll, there'll be plenty of squids in the future. You don't have to worry about it. There's one more, one more thing we have to cover. Okay. Mason, do you have any updates on your crash situation uh, you'd like uh, to share? Yeah, I got a, a, a little bit, but not nothing crazy. So where we left off was... Where we left off was you crashed. We don't know whose fault it is. We don't know. Yeah, if it's totally in the dark, covered. basically. Yeah. Uh, so I got a call a couple days ago from from uh, the guy's insurance that pulled out in front of me. That guy. The guy. Yeah. Um, and they said they're taking responsibility for it. 
Oh, yeah. you lucked out. Which is cool. You lucked out. Yeah. Dude. So, the, wow. so the CHP report came in that he's at fault, I guess. I guess. I didn't yeah. I didn't buy the report, so. Okay. And so they contacted you. The insurance company contacted me and they said, that's very give them a call. They're, they're responsible for it. So tomorrow morning, that's what I'm going to do. So See. they're going to send out an insurance adjuster, I assume. I guess, yeah. Beat the living shit out of that thing tonight. Yeah. Take a, yeah. Take a, <laughs> take a sledgehammer and like destroy the engine because you said it started. So yeah, yeah. destroy it. Tell, no, 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 no. Or just pull a spark plug. Um, no, just make well, sure would, it's total. Just give it to John Harris. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Let him work on it for a night. Or not. Make sure you. Right, Here's the deal. Make sure your gear is covered too. That mm-hmm. they know your gear, your helmet. You replaced, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, I'm I'm gonna give them a call and see if they're even willing to like do anything like that. And a deductible. I don't even know. They just said give me a, g- give us a call for so. your medical too. You're gonna have to pay deductible for that too, or, or whatever mm-hmm. you have. Yeah, so, yeah. Make sure rides ain't cheap, so yeah, their make insurance sure, should pay sure that you, too. Yeah. Make sure you don't let them off the hook for anything. Mm-hmm. So, well, good. That's really good news. Um, I, I I'd been thinking about your situation that maybe you should get a lawyer. What I don't like is when people abuse the system and try and get a lot of money mm-hmm. out of something. But, you know, make sure you are covered and that everything is covered. I was just afraid that they were going to try and say, we're not paying for you yeah, for whatever reason. It's your fault or whatever. Yeah. And, that, and then it's like, get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But um, if they're contacting you, I mean. Seems like it's not necessary. So you definitely are getting the, the easy way. Well, I hope it stays that way. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. You I'm, have I'm to happy see what it. they say, but I don't think they're about to just be like, psych. So right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, good. That's, that's, congratulations. Keep us up to date with that. Yeah, I will. So, Kat, you want to take us out? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't write it down. You didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to the podcast. <laughs> this is where we thank people for listening and for emailing us because we appreciate it and this is also where we tell people how to contact us you want to tell them how to contact us email us at at Santa Cruz Recycle no no that was close isn't it Recycle Santa Cruz it reminds me of the early days when I couldn't remember what it was that's it it. so you can reach us at Recycle Motorcycle Garage at gmail.com the easiest thing to do is go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com we have the links to our YouTube page to our (laughs) podcast to everything there it's really helpful if you go on iTunes and uh, rate us that's a way we get feedback um, and if you wanted to see what antics we're up to, <laughs> I don't like I can't. Let me just tell you this: go to our Facebook page. Shocked by the picture that we are going to post tonight. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Let me just tell you <laughs> that Lucas fidgets a lot, so we put something in his hands. <laughs> he liked it a lot. He really did. And our Hella count for tonight was five. Hella was said five Hella. times. Dude, you're Hella Steven. <laughs> and it's officially six. six. <laughs> so thank you for listening. We appreciate it. This is Liza. We have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doug. Hello, Lucas. Cat. 
James. And Mason. And we out. Cool, cool. Later. <laughs> dong, dong. <laughs> <laughs>